0: Researchers at Cornell University, adults make roughly 227 decisions about food each day. And if you're anything like my friends and clients, the biggest decision is what's for dinner. Today, we're taking on this question, giving you back your precious time and brain cells without adding a single new recipe to the mix. Ready to learn what to eat every single day without fail? I've got the answer. It's all right here, right now on the Joy Finding Podcast. I'm Kate Woolsey, your holistic life coach and host of the Joy Finding Podcast, where we explore simple, sustainable ways to find more joy and fulfillment in your day to day. Today, we're talking about the question that stumps everybody what's for dinner? And I'm going to show you a foolproof method to know exactly what to cook every single day. We're going to explore decision-making in general as a tool for stress management and developing self-trust. So you will always know what's for dinner and you could unblock your inner wisdom in the process. Here we go. We've all been there. It's five o'clock on Monday night and you're hungry. You stand there looking at the groceries in the fridge, which apparently you bought during a much more optimistic point in your week because nothing's really jumping out at you. The clock is ticking away and you've got to pull something together for the night ahead. But what? I mean, nothing looks even remotely appealing. And I can't help but wonder, why is this such a pain? I mean, it's not a surprise. Every day it happens at the exact same time. And still, I've complained about it. My clients have complained about it. I imagine you've complained about it too. There's so many options, and yet, brilliant, hungry people are wrestling with the same decision day after day. Why is this such an Achilles heel? We've got decision fatigue, for one. But also, there's more to it. I've thought about it a lot, and this is what I've learned we're overcomplicating it, and in doing so, we're sucking all of the joy out of the process. We're overloading our decision-making process with too many options. And most importantly, we're blocking the exact wisdom that already knows what to cook. That's right. I did not misspeak. You already know what to cook. And I think that's the most important factor to remember. You already know. You know what you like. You know what tastes good to you. You know what makes your body feel energized or sluggish. You know what your kids, cats, and cuddle partners like. You know what you can make. You know how much time you have. You know what ingredients are available, what appliances are there. And yet, what the H is for dinner tonight. The problem that is happening here is layered. First, we're trying to solve too many problems with one meal. Instead of just letting the meal be what it's meant to be food for eating. We go looking for something that fits a plethora of needs, whether it's diet friendly, budget friendly, kid friendly, gourmet, trendy, easy to cook, hard to cook, something that makes our kids happy, or something that's super nutritious, something that's new or trendy or exciting or adventurous, or something that's comforting, but still new and exciting that I haven't eaten for the past three days already. If we're looking for one meal to meet all of these needs, no wonder it's taking us so long to find the answer. Our expectations are sky high, and in this case, it doesn't serve us. It actually distracts us from solving the key problem at hand, which is, what the heck should you eat? Plus, it fools us into thinking that this meal is important, when really it's not. We're going to have another one at the same time tomorrow, and the day after that, and the day after that. We really just have to get through the space of what's for dinner to doing the dishes. Nothing else really matters. So here we've got a really great opportunity to peel back expectations, pick one intention, and go for it. Rather than having a meal that fits every criteria, pick one or two. Think, I've had a long day tonight and I want to cook something easy that my kids will eat without fussing. Or maybe it's, I've had a great day, I feel super energized, and I want to try that new recipe I've been eyeing because I feel like taking my time and trying something new. Or it could be, I just want something that is fast and healthy. What meets that criteria? Stop expecting your dinner to solve every problem. Focus on the one thing that matters the most today and move forward. The second layer that complicates this for some is judgment. And listen, it doesn't belong in your kitchen or your inner dialogue, okay? But I understand that it happens. We think, I don't want to cook that. I just made that yesterday. So? I can't make that. It's too simple. Okay? I don't want to cook that. It's boring. Who cares? We are so used to consuming social media and images of these glorified scenarios, we forget that's not what we're here for. Are you a professionally paid food photographer, chef, or influencer? No? Okay, then. The truth is, no one cares what you're eating, except maybe the people at your dinner table. And I say maybe, because it's possible they're just happy they don't have to ask what's for dinner themselves. Either way, stop looking out there and bringing those judgments in here where they don't belong. I don't care if it's too simple, too easy, too boring, too redundant, too generic. It's dinner. There's no such thing, friend. Does it feed you? Well, then congratulations. You've passed the only requirement. Please forgive yourself and move forward. And third, stop outsourcing your inner wisdom. This is probably the most important thing when it comes to decision making, whether it's deciding what's for dinner or anything else on your list. And this is a scenario I've seen with my clients and myself time and time again. Sometimes it's deciding what's for dinner, and other times it's yo-yo dieting, repeating the same 30-day meal plan every six months, or something else. In some way or another, there is a lot of self-doubt and outsourcing packed into our choices. And I'm here to say, enough. You don't need it. It doesn't serve you. They don't know better than you what you need. You know what you need. You do. You know better than anybody. And my favorite trick here is to keep a list. So when it comes to choosing what's for dinner, make a list. Put it in your pantry. Write down the foods you like to eat. Write down a list of the recipes you know how to cook. Write down a list of foods that make you feel good. What's the easiest? What your kids like? Have your own ideas at your fingertips, easy to get at. It makes it easier to go to this list of your own making and you've got a whole ton of solutions visible to you that you've already pre-approved. It will reinforce the idea that you know and it will help you build trust in yourself. Not just in choosing dinner tonight, but in getting into a long-term intuitive eating scenario that suits you. And eventually, I truly believe it will be a simple model that helps you make better decisions in other areas of your life as well. Because at its most joyful, dinner is an opportunity every day to bring people together who we love. To share stories and food around the table To nourish our bodies with healthy ingredients. To explore new things with different ideas. To nourish our spirits with loving relationships. Dinner is an opportunity for joy finding. You just got to know where to look. So just to summarize, when it comes to decision making, I want you to do three things when it becomes hard. If you find yourself in a loop asking yourself what's for dinner or replaying any other decision in your life, I want you to first get real about the expectations. This is temporary. You're probably going to make another decision really fast. Get clear about what's at stake here and lower the bar, right? Clarify exactly what problem you're trying to solve and disregard everything else because it's not helping, right? Get to the core of what the issue is and use the information you already have to pick a really solid intention for how you want that decision or that outcome or that dinner to feel at the end. Next, number two, stop judging yourself. Remove all of the external pressures that say it should look a certain way and go back to doing the thing it needs to do. When you're making a decision, let it solve the problem at hand in the best, easiest way possible and nothing more. Don't judge yourself if it seems boring or mundane or not so sparkly. Let it be what it is. It's a stepping stone to something else. Move on. And third, stop outsourcing your own inner wisdom. Tap into what you already know. You don't need another recipe, another expert, another piece of advice. What you actually need is to get back in line with what you already know to be true. The truth is you have tons of experiences eating dinners, making dinners, buying dinners, right? and in any other area of your life as well. Tap into what you already know and lean on it. Use it as an opportunity to create and build your own self-trust. You got this. It's just dinner. In today's episode, I'm talking primarily to those who experience food security and they know that they have a meal tomorrow. But the truth is, food insecurity is a huge problem for many people. I don't want to add guilt to the layer of decision making that you experience in your own life when it comes to deciding what's for dinner. But I do think it's important to put some context around the fact that it's a privilege in itself to get to decide this day after day. There are families right now that don't know where their next meal is coming from. So when we sit here and agonize over what to eat, we're missing part of our human connection. One of the organizations that we follow closely is Jose Andres's World Central Kitchen. And they help to prepare food, especially after catastrophic events so if you would like to contribute to an organization like that I definitely recommend checking out the world central kitchen their website is at wck.org that's wck.org thank you so much for listening today I'm your host Kate Wolsey join me next time for another episode of the joy finding podcast if you like what you heard please subscribe leave a review or share it with a friend If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, click the link in the show notes or email me at kate at katewolseywellness.com. This podcast was produced by Uncharted Collective. I'm your host, Kate Wolsey. This is the Joy Finding Podcast. See you next time.